Hey, you're listening to Leah Unleashed Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Leah Unleashed and Podcast, and it's uh, the third, third to our story. It's our third sequel to the May, uh, May Isla story, May Isla Rider. Uh, had, had a son, has a son who uh, was injured, terribly injured, in an automobile accident two years ago, head-on collision, and um, May is on to share her story with us, and we're going to finish it up. We've had two other segments. You're please get them because they're worth it. Uh, they've been on, uh, I believe, Monday and Wednesday of this last week, and we're going to continue on. Uh, we're going to put this one up too because I want an ending. I want there's so much more to this story. So if you're interested, go back and pick them up. We're going to move on to the third sequel and basically just to give you a little cap that he, uh, they didn't give him any hope. His friend, of course, was killed pretty much instantly or on the scene and you were left to make all the decisions for your son who was critically injured and pretty much said, this, this isn't going anywhere, parents. You know, you need to make that hard decision and think about what it would be like to be a parent with having to make that kind of decision to pull the plug, basically, to end his life when he's still living. Even though they say there's nothing more, we, as Christians, just believe there's more and we don't want to give up. All right, so May, once again, thank you for being with us and we're just going to continue on because we left off with uh he was at rehab he ended up at craig's and rehab still not a lot of hope at this time i mean you're you're in a pretty tough way you bring him home to your home and now it's 24 7 care around the clock your husband retires he stays home you've just started a brand new business a few months prior to his accident so you're or months before that accident, or what? You're shaking, tell me. Yeah, no, I had been in business for, for a long eight time. years, yeah. But it wasn't that a new location or something? I'd been there almost seven years. Oh, almost seven years. So okay. you were in. You were in Fort and you loved it. And, and he made the decision, I'm going to age, I'm going to retire, and I'm going to take care of the son, and we're going to concentrate on your business together, mm-hmm. basically. And I'll take care of him, and we'll share, and your dad's helping. And how do you do it? All right, we want a story from breakfast. How does a family take care of someone that needs 24-7 care and emergency care? This is heavy-duty stuff. Right. Well, we're very fortunate um, to live in this community, to have just amazing people and support. And, um, you know, you just can never, ever say thank you enough. Um, And we, you know, we're able to, to put them in a space where he's got his own wet room. We've got a bed that turns him every eight minutes um, to just top of the line bed. Um, And then we've got a pulse oximeter that helps us, you know, monitor his oxygen and and heart rate through the night and alarm. So when you're in your bed at night, you like goes into your room. I mean, it's like a baby monitor in a way. Yeah. So we were, we were given an amazing um, like video, um, baby monitor like, exactly. so that we can we can see but we can also hear um 
but so if his oxygen gets low, too low, or if his heart rate gets too high, then, you know, then we're, we're prompted, but we can hear him if he coughs or if he groans or whatever. And so, and this has been going on for two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, we'll sometimes have a few good nights, but often he's up around two o'clock in the morning and he, um, because of his brain injury has lost the coordination of his swallow. So it requires us to suction him quite often. He doesn't Um, have a feeding tube or does he? He's got a, he's got a G tube. Yeah. Um, so he, we, I make all of his food, um, the, the canned feed that they, they normally feed people who have G, a G-tube is, is really not very good stuff. In fact, in the first ten ing- out of the first 10 ingredients, six of them are sugar. Exactly. Like right. you need that, yeah. right? That's so the, the, the dietitian at Craig helped me put together a diet plan for him. And so I, I cook his food uh, every two weeks. I do about 12 days worth. How long does worth. that take you? You know, I've gotten pretty good at it. It used to take me all day, but now it only takes me a couple of hours. So you so. make his own so you mm-hmm. the dietitian you're the doctor the dietitian the counselor the chaplain the mother the father right amazing yeah, and you know our every day is different because it just depends on his therapy schedule so you know he twice a week he gets ot twice a week he gets um pt well actually he just gets pt once a week now um and they he, move him and try to keep right him going. yeah all right so what's your prognosis missy what I mean, you just every day, yeah, two years this mm-hmm. is going on and praying, God yeah. heal him, Absolutely. basically heal yeah. him. You know, Has we, there been any change at all? You know, the, the, the changes that maybe are not desirable is that he, you know, almost a year after his accident started having seizures. And so because of the seizures, he's on other medications that make him really tired. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I look back, you know, at the time before he was having seizures and he seemed a lot more awake to mm-hmm. me than he does now. So he has to take a stimulant to try to keep him awake. Absolutely. We're always seeing changes, but they're so slow, you know, and so it's, but we, you know, we have all the same hopes, all the same desires for him. Um, you know, I always think back to palliative care telling us that, you know, it would, ruin our marriage, that it would leave us financially destitute. And I just, I just can't, I cannot explain. I would never, ever wish the situation on anybody. I would never want anybody to deal with a circumstance like this, but I wouldn't change ours for anything because, um, the love that, that we have learned is like nothing I could ever explain. You know, your, your kids, they teach you, um, about love, you know, a love that you never, ever knew. And I think that tragedy teaches you about God and teaches you about a love that you never, ever knew. And it's, it's just been, it's just been amazing to, to be able to cultivate, um, the, the type of, of love that while it's changed and it's different, we've had to learn how to love our son differently. Um, you know, I didn't think that our marriage or our life could be any better. We were living our dreams, you know, when, when this accident occurred and as, as devastating as it was, um, I feel like we're living our dreams. We're just doing it between two gardens. And I, I feel like our marriage is better than it could ever. And I, like I said, I didn't think it could ever be better than it was. And we're just so, um, connected, so connected. And I, and it almost feels like you know, like we've reached this different level of consciousness. Like we have a different relationship with God. You know, we, we are pretty much in constant conversation, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's just so beautiful, you know. To- um, I it's beyond what any of us. Until people walk in your shoes, I mean, you have an inclination. We all get that, but to really get it, um, the story is amazing. Now, I'm going to throw in a story because I think it's important for listeners. There was a 13-year-old girl, same situation, horrible disease, accident, whatever happened. I don't remember all that. But she, they told her, you got to end this. She can't drag this out. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to your family. But, but the mom wouldn't just like you. She goes, no, no, as long as she has life in her body. She, what, seven, eight years later, started tracking out of nowhere in the room, tracking her eyes. She'd watch her mom. And her mom was amazed and it caused a lot of excitement and then it grew into other things and I don't want to get into the length of that story but I will tell you how it ended she's dancing on the dancing with the stars a few months back this story it's amazing so there are those hopes Mm -hmm. that is a miracle and that she was told everything you were told Mm -hmm. and this woman is now dancing You know, not just in bed and barely walking. She, God just restored her. So we don't know. We don't. And you have the light of God in you. You can see it. You can feel it. So as far as I'm concerned, um, this is, your story's not ended. Nope. And we're going to, whatever happens, it's God's plan for you and the destiny of your son and what you've learned in this and what you're going to share as you go on in your story. So last words for you. I, I'm just grateful. I'm, you know, we're just, we're just very um, grateful to our community and to, you know, to God, and we're just, just so, so thankful to get to love and care for our son. And you have him. I wonder if the woman that lost her son, if, if, even though at that moment it was easier to in some ways, you know what I mean? Because of what you've had to deal with and go through. But when you really think about it, if you have, you choose life or death, you always choose life. You always know? choose life. Always choose life. Even the smallest little things are, um, if it's breathing, it's life. How do people walk away from that? Because it's in us to live. It's in us to fight. And um, we choose life. Thank you, May. Thank you, Leah.